Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Here age relives fond memories of the past. On this podcast, we'll take a journey to the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky, and today I'll be sharing with you two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Mark Twain, full of passengers, passing Cascade Peak. You can see the three-tiered waterfall pouring into the rivers of America. On the back it reads, The Mark Twain Steamboat Passes Cascade Peak and Its Beautiful Waterfalls, one of the newest additions to Frontierland, as it continues on a journey down the rivers of America. It's postmarked July 19, 1962, and sent with a three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp. I assume they visit the park on Tuesday, July 17th, Disneyland's 7th anniversary, when park hours were from 9 a.m. to midnight. The weather was a high of 75 and a low of 61. Park attendance that day was 31,505. It's addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Ed Almond of Fort Worth, Texas. It reads, 7-1862. Dear Ed and Mary, we are well and having fun. Hope you are the same. No troubles at all. Rode the Mark Twain yesterday, saw Knott's Berry Farm, and Beach of Pacific. Best wishes, Leola, Bill, and children. Richard Irvine began working for Disney in the early 1940s. One of his first jobs was working on the film Victory Through Air Power. Irvine worked around other Hollywood studios in the 1940s as an art director for films like The Gunfighter with Gregory Peck, Don't Bother to Knock with Marilyn Monroe, and the Christmas classic Miracle on 34th Street. Walt contacted Irvine to help with art direction for Zorro, but was quickly moved to being a liaison with the architectural firm hired to design Disneyland. Eventually, the architectural firm was dismissed, and Irvine worked directly with Walt and contracted their own designers and builders to make the Magic Kingdom. Irvine worked with his team to plan out attractions, entertainment venues, and services an entertainment park would need to function. Walt took these ideas to Herb Ryman for the infamous Lost Weekend. Monday morning, the artistic bird's-eye view plan of Disneyland was almost ready to show to bank investors. Irvine helped color it in before Walt's brother, Roy Disney, flew it to New York. Playful spooks have interrupted our tour. Please remain seated in your doom buggy. We will proceed in just a moment. One of my favorite things about ordering postage stamps from Enfield Post is the shipping notifications. I knew exactly when they were sent and knew exactly when they would arrive from an email from Etsy. I pre-ordered some new stamps from the Postal Service and had no clue if they had sent them to me, or if they were going to be available the day the stamp was released. Please check out Enfield Post, the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. I keep an eye on our Instagram for new stock. I can't wait till the Forever Berry stamps are available. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Etsy and Instagram for all your wedding and vintage postage needs. We have been unavoidably detained by pranky spirits. Kindly remain seated in your doom buggy, please. We will continue our tour momentarily. The front of our next postcard also has the Mark Twain. On the right you can see the golden horseshoe, and in the foreground you can see the white and yellow flowers that separated the path to and from the Frontierland Railroad Station. On the back it reads, Mark Twain, Frontierland, 
guests cruise down the rivers of America aboard a sternwheel steamboat for a glimpse of Mark Twain's America in Disneyland's Frontierland. It's postmarked September 28, 1965 with an always-use-your-zip-code cancel and sent with a five-cent red postage stamp commemorating the 1565 settlement of Florida. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, September 19th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. The weather was a high of 75 and a low of 59, and there was .02 inches of precipitation. The park attendance that day was 16,043. It's addressed to a Mr. H. Johnson of Spokane, Washington. It reads, Love, Mabel. Dear Daddy, I leave Long Beach tomorrow, Tuesday, and leave to Larry Friday for home. I will let you know when I get home. I missed you so, and wish so many times that you were with me. I've been so glad to get your cards. Irvine stuck around Imagineering and worked on large projects like Pirates of the Caribbean, The Haunted Mansion, and the 1967 redesign of Tomorrowland. Irvine's last visit with Walt included walking through Imagineering and looking at the Country Bear Jamboree plans, audio-animatronic pirates, and the murals Mary Blair had planned for Tomorrowland. After Walt passed away in 1966, Irvine was made an executive vice president and Imagineering, then called Wed Enterprises, chief operations officer. He worked closely with Roy Disney to create and build Walt Disney World in Florida. Also at this time, Irvine's daughter, Maggie, began working for Imagineering, and his son married Leota Toombs' daughter, Kim. Richard Irvine died in 1976, and he was never able to make it to Florida to see the completed Walt Disney World. Both parks have windows on Main Street dedicated to him, one above the Opera House in Disneyland, and one above the Plaza Ice Cream Corner facing Cinderella Castle in Florida's Magic Kingdom. I chose two Mark Twain postcards for this episode because Irvine was also honored with one of the two steamboats named after him in Walt Disney World's Rivers of America. Until 1996, when the riverboat was stripped down to the hull, boiler, and engines, and rebuilt as the Lily Bell, which is currently running. The Richard F. Irvine name was bestowed on another Florida boat, transporting guests in the Seven Seas Lagoon from the parking lot and ticketing center to the Magic Kingdom. He was named a Disney legend in 1990. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. Special thanks to e-ticket patrons Tania, Eric Daniels, Joe Gamble, and Scott D. Booker. C-ticket patrons Debbie Weinstein, Brian Crawford, Grace Cote, Jennifer Schneep, Ruby McDowell, and series inquiries only. B-Ticket patrons The Riley Family, and a special shout-out to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and the A-Ticket patrons Elise Sharp, Zealot Infinity, Claire Voigtlander, Alexis Robles, Angelica Nablock, Monica Seats Vega, The All Aboard Podcast, and Maggie and Henry Byers. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent From Disneyland, or on Twitter at Sent From Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to Sent From Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its hosts and the guests of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.